And hello again, everyone. My name is Mike Cisneros, and welcome to this special edition of Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Uh, tonight's show is, we did it on Periscope, but it's not live as you're listening to it tonight on the podcast, but you're never really listening to the podcast live, so I don't know. No, get me out of this one. We don't really know what's happening. The Gnarly Gnome uh, from the thegnarlygnome.com, the man who is synonymous with anonymous. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening. Cheers. Tina Cisneros from the Overlook Lodge making that fantastic garden maze. Please go there and get one, Tina. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. And joining us uh, tonight is uh, kind of a part two from last week's show. Uh, Eric Bosler from Darkness Brewing in Bellevue, Kentucky. Steve Shaw from Cellar Dweller in... Morrow, Ohio, and Sean Willingham from Municipal Brewing in Hamilton coming online in about two months or so, and Darkness as well coming online ish. in about two months or so. Ish, 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 uh, ish. And, and, and it's always so, ish, isn't it? Yeah. Gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to uh, this special edition of Cincy Brewcast, and happy holidays. Same to you. Nice to have you guys back, and uh, last time we had, we called it, I guess, Brewers... Bitch session, brewers, uh, uh, roundtable, whatever you like, uh, sort of playing on uh, Steve's uh, brewers roundtable that he actually hosted at Cellar Dweller uh, back in November. And I thought it was a great idea. Asked him if he wouldn't mind uh, joining us for this one. And and uh, so welcome, gentlemen. And uh, as always, uh, Alan Cincy Brewcast, without any further ado or gilding of the lily, we are going to root around and see what we can pull. From the beer fridge. And last time we featured uh, quite a bit of the Cellar Dweller. We featured a darkness. We featured uh, Municipal Brew Works stuff. And this time we're going to get uh, everybody's take on a, on a really new, interesting style that uh, a number of brewers have, have attempted uh, at one point or another. Uh, and that is the white stout or the blonde stout. And guys, before we before we delve into the beers themselves, exactly what it's it's trying to get the flavor right. profile of a stout in a lighter in a lighter colored beer. Yeah, it's sort of oxymoronic. So what is it? Mm-hmm. So what is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, what do like, you guys? It's barley, oxymoronic. hops, water, and yeast. Oh come on! <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears. We're breaking news here yeah, on Cincy yeah. Brewcast. Well, what makes a a white stout or a blonde stout like? I just don't understand because like stout is the sort of the roasty malt flavors. So what? I think you nailed it like, right there. Yeah. But so we just get that. He's in trying a, to in a it blonde. Well, the, it's one of those styles that's just kind of happening. So well, no. it does it. it well, it, it, the show Brew Dogs did it. I don't know if you're a f- know yeah. what I'm talking. about. I love about. that they, show. Yeah. They did a golden stout <laughs> in their Vegas one, and yeah. uh, that's with, with it, gold in it. I believe. Yeah, yeah. But it, it seemed. I mean, now we are in this part of the wor- of the country, but it seemed like after that came out, all of a sudden I started seeing. I think. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Stone might have done one, and. Uh, had a few come out and I, I've tried them and they've they're not they're good beers they're just not they don't taste like stout right but they it seems like they just they're using a little coffee and chocolate to try to bring those flavors to the to the party but them themselves cause color so right. it's uh it's tricky it's, well let's just say I'm suspicious it's, well, it's, how about that yeah. it's, well, it's a yeah, golden colored beer that's supposed mm-hmm. to remind you of a stout and that's kind of uh, and I've seen a lot of arguments in the blogs it. that it's not a style it's not a real beer 
just well, calling it a golden beer. stout. It's, is, it's right here. Yeah, I have a whole yeah, count yeah. growler of it, so I'm sure. And it's, it's like misnamed or mislo- mislabeled, and but there are a lot of people that hate on the internet as it is. Well, so. thank you for Periscope pointing out that 50 West and Blank Slate did that um, April Fool's Gold too. So oh, really? Okay. There's... Okay. Oh, cool. Right. Good. Okay. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And and of course, in a world in a world. <laughs> where Guinness can brew an American light lager and <laughs> and and an IPA, yeah. I guess it's fair for oh. breweries to try to make. Do you a, actually call that an IPA? Well, I mean, I, I've never had it, so I'm. I, I, I'm just don't bother. Guinness calls it an yeah. IPA. Yeah, take it from us. Yeah, don't I haven't heard it. great things. They're just trying to get you separate you from your I, I'm beer curi- dollar. I'm curious cool. if you took that beer and put it on CO2 regularly carbonated what it would taste like because i feel like it's the nitro that's ruining it for me yeah that's what Possibly. i heard as well it was the that it just I didn't make I, any sense as a nitro beer it's extremely flat and didn't the yeah. creaminess wasn't didn't do anything for it yeah this so this so, we're pouring the um ryan Gase oh yes yes we yeah. forgot to tell people so, what beer yeah. we're doing as <laughs> part of the um feel free to tell us what you're drinking too Smells like coffee. This yeah. is yeah, what we have good. is the Rheingeist it, it Penguin. A voluptuous stout infused with coffee and cacao nibs, delivering chocolate coffee and roasted notes and a mind-bendingly blonde beer. So let's see if it's going to oh. bend some minds. And then everybody knows about Jackie O's Dark it's Apparition. And what I have in my hand, and I'm passing to the Nomi what even I just as we speak, swiped out of your hand. Is, the, is the Jackie O's White Apparition. And so that's obviously uh, again a take, a play on what their uh, one of their really signature beers at Jackie O's, the Dark Apparition, um, and it is. It's got some color, a lot more color. Yeah. Yes. The, yes. The, just uh, on site, the Jackie O's is darker, but it's not a dark. Uh, it, it's not a dark no, beer. It's definitely not it's, stout it's, color. It's yeah. not a stout color. And the uh, the the Rheingeist is much much blonder, much more blonder. A, more of a pale. Yeah. Well, uh, the Jackie smells more stouty I'm, too. I'm a little right. bit stouty. convinced with this penguin. Do we I'm have to go there? To you. It was actually I a good use of the word. <laughs> I feel pretty good about it. It's not overly stouty. <laughs> it's, but it's still pretty stouty. Which one? The, Again, the aroma wise. Again, the whole stouty is stouty thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> way too stouty. <laughs> way too stouty. Completely different nose. For a stout, it's way too stouty. Yeah. Is that like your steak being too beefy? Yeah. <laughs> Some will get that. All right. What did we try first? The penguin? I'm drinking the penguin. I yeah. like it. Um, it's got, it's, I would drink more of it. What's the ABV like on it? You know Seven. what? 7%. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of coffee. It's, yeah, I like, the, coffee. I like the coffee <clears throat> flavors. I like the, it's got that little bit of sort 7%. of chocolate, but it's, it's really interesting. Definitely the coffee. I mean, it's very it's coffee, coffee forward. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah which yeah. one is this? And is this the penguin? The lighter one is the yeah, penguin. Yeah, the light one is the penguin. It does have a good nose, though. Yeah. And, and I'm mm-hmm. sorry if I just missed that. It was the a great nose. It has a good coffee flavor. It has a good roast nose to it. I hadn't tasted it yet, but okay. it's... I agree. It's good. I would drink it a lot. There's almost a little so, bit of a... Um, uh, there, there's, there's kind of a hoppiness there, too, that... It is. It's not, it's not as... I guess you would say smooth, I guess, or the um... So how does it how do we get those flavors and it not be a darker beer? What's the what's Here? the brewing behind that? Yeah. 
putting cocoa nibs and coffee in the beer. Yeah, if you <clears throat> just directly. Okay. Not like, that simple, but that simple. When we were when <laughs> we did um, on the home side Fresh too. Fest, yeah, there was that Kolsch the with coffee beans. Mm-hmm. Still working. Kind of the same idea where you, you're putting that coffee flavor into it. You know, most of the color, and correct me if I'm I'm off base or anything, is coming from the actual malt that you're putting in the beer. So correct. if you, you know, you have to throw a whole bunch of coffee beans before you start to really get it to look like coffee. I, I also get kind of a cream stout flavor out of the cream but more like a cream um sort of it is a little creamy a little texture wise yeah yeah maybe i don't know first guess would be corn or lactose but it doesn't taste really sweet it it it, it doesn't taste really sweet but it's that it's that corn it's 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 got that corniness doesn't it's got a little bit so that i think that gives (laughs) appetizing well periscope is calling it an imperial blonde with chocolate and coffee I think that's. I think it's a really that's good a, description. A, of it's it. a long name, but I think it's accurate. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say so much rice on that, guys. I'm probably saying a little bit more oats. That's where you're going to get some of your your mm-hmm. mouthfeel that you're feeling on it. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. It's not going to be your yeah, rice. Yeah, but Steve, I agree your, with you. I taste the corn. I taste I that. Corn, I taste that. Me. I taste that little adjuncty flavor, and it's it's not offensive. It's not yeah, offensive yeah, it's here. Not a bad no, thing. it works. Yeah, uh, it's it, it, like it a cream works with what they're trying to do, like a like a cream ale. Next is the white yeah, apparition right. from Jackie O's. It's anything but white. I yeah, mean, it's anything but yeah. it's much the name's darker. A little misleading. Well, it's it's uh, whiter than the dark apparition. Right. I, I get where they're going with yeah. the name, but I don't. Gnome, uh, what's the terms on that? Oh, you, I'd have to get my app out to tell you <laughs> that. So I'm, I'm assuming around ten, ish. Yeah, so it's almost a light amberish color. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of an amber. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sweet. This the no, the nose is totally different. It's a completely wow. different beer. No, a lot more cocoa forward. Uh-huh. Uh, special roses in that definitely. It's, it's who wants to, who wants to take a stab at the ABV? Uh, six six and a half. five. Uh, nine nine two. Put it closer to eight, but eleven three. Oh, no oh goodness! No. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> well, according to whatever it's a tasty kind beer. soul wrote. The, wrote the tag yeah. very well it's hard to believe. Wow. wow yeah so I don't, that's, a little, that's a little dangerous yeah I don't get that at all 11 did you say 11.3 yeah 11, three. Uh, makes you think it's it, a misprint it, it doesn't have that boozy <laughs> and it was an imperial it is considered one of and that's, imperial I mean that's styles. something that I tend to sort of dislike a little bit yeah, in certain beers when that are that get that high is they do have that sort of in your face booziness and so um, I I don't love that but I like it's not present here, so. Um, J.M. Hammond chimed in and said that he did a hey, a, um, a white stout, whatever you want to call it, um, using, and repeated again because I didn't catch it all, but toasted oats and toasted corn and something else, which... Who did and, this? Um, J.M. Hammond. Oh, he just made it himself? Yes. Okay. And, Homebrew. And, Homebrew. Yeah, that might, that in theory, that could be some of the the corniness that you get there if mm-hmm. that's kind of the route they went to because I kind of do taste that cream style on the on, penguin. On the penguin. Yeah, the penguin. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the Jackie O's is completely different. Oh, it's like yeah, totally, yeah. Two, it's a total, total different, different beer. Yeah. Yeah. And again, those guys are just insane over there. <laughs> this is, this, and it's really, really good. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like it's... And the penguin is good too, but, but the Jackie O's is... Toasted white wheat corn and oats. Really, really good. We had a fun beer fest for these guys one it, year. And it really doesn't... Yeah, right. It really doesn't... Yeah. 
it kind of defines it. It doesn't really taste stouty at all to me. <laughs> and it doesn't have any kind of stoutness. Can I get a definition for stouty, please? <laughs> um, check on tap. They'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a really long... I really like both of these. <laughs> I, I really do, too. You can, you can tell when I taste them, because I make the little... Nice. <laughs> yeah, I like them both. I'd say that the Jackios comes a little bit ahead for me of the two. Um, I'm I'm torn because, and I hate using the word gimmick, but part of what this beer is to me, like there is a gimmick there too, yep. and I, oh, yeah. I like how light the Rheingeist is, yeah. because it's like it's truly gold. It's it, this yeah, is our blonde. this is our goal. We're gonna try to keep this beer as light as possible and well, still I, make I think it it's stouty. A, I think it's a, a challenge, and it's right. uh, again, it goes back to where I was thinking of my whole philosophy is. Having some good staples, have some seasonals, but then you always have to have those experimentals out there. Mm-hmm. And this right here is a great example of having a successful experimental uh, because you're actually, this is a challenge that you can do. And if you can pull it off, that's great. Well, and where Rheingeist is concerned is I I tend to, I, I like certain things that they do. Um, it's no secret that they are very like, pale ale and IPA heavy. So whenever I get a Rheingeist beer that is not that, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it more because it feels like I can see more of their range of what they can do. Um, just because, I mean, people love to give them shit for it. But um, it, the, and it was the, the Chester, too, that we had on the show, the Cherry Saison. Um, Squirt, too. When yeah. Try that yeah. They're, they're ones that kind of veer off of their regular um, kind of repertoire are always really, really satisfying to me. And I, I'm not sure if it's just because I'm so used to seeing a certain kind of style coming from them or if they really are doing it really well. Um, probably a little of both. So I think you nailed it. I think they do a good job on everything. It's just, if it's not your bag, then, you know, eight eight pale ales and IPAs isn't mm-hmm. going to do it for you. Yeah. But then to your point, every time they do something off, it's right. good. You mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, uh, I was really satisfied with sort of their, their Goza and kind of wild mm-hmm. program that they were doing. Um, over the summer. So. We would be remiss if we didn't mention that the, the Rheingeist Penguin is a collaboration between Rheingeist and Three Weavers. Oh. So that would, it says on the bottle, so I, I picked that up. Do we know anything a, about Three Weavers? I don't want to ask that question. <laughs> I'm not even sure what it is, but it says three. I wanted to give Three Weavers, yeah. whoever, whatever they may be, a uh, shout-out since they are part Anybody of the... Anybody on Periscope uh, knows well, they could Maybe they're a coffee I'll company a or something. Oh, that would make sense. And then, finally, again, another, uh, another. I'm sorry, I'm off mic there, uh, Noam, another uh, Cellar Dweller beer, which is, tell us about what is in the cool little uh, half growler, the stainless half growler here. Um, that is our, it's our double IPA. We call it Bigfoot Run. Um, that's the third beer in our series of naming after local things. Um, the creek that flows behind our brewery say, is Bigfoot called Bigfoot local Run. local to your brewery because... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the creek directly behind the brewery. You can see it from our back door. Bigfoot Run. Yeah, huh. it's called Bigfoot Run. So, um, it's a ten point three percent double IPA. Hello. Um, Ninety five IBUs. We saved the big beers for the yeah, yeah. for the second show. Uh, just as a quick little update. Give me that three, tidbit. Three Weavers is out of Inglewood, California. Ah. Oh. So they're dipping through and, hoods. And I'm I'm heading I'm heading that way. Actually, this. This weekend, so if I'm if I run into any three weavers, I'll grab a going to Inglewood, some going to L.A. L.A. then through Phoenix. So I'm looking forward to Santan. I'm, I'm going through uh, Santan's up. I'm going through uh, Dallas. I'm going through Little Rock. Looking forward to uh, uh, Diamond Bear. 
uh, in Little Rock. They've got some uh, award-winning beers, so uh, we'll see what we'll see what we can come back with. I don't know if uh, I'll be able to to break the bank or anything like that, but we'll be definitely be trying some different beers uh, and bringing some stuff back from out west, which will be featured on future episodes of Cincy Brewcast uh, in our from the beer fridge segment. Uh, and so here's the uh, double IPA from Cell- again from Cellar Dweller. Prost. Prost. Skull. Cheers. Wow. As a Zegadra. Wow. Don't ask me what language that is because I don't remember. Klingon. <laughs> I'm going to take that. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm still waiting on mine. I not only have, I have, I'm not only at the end of the, at the end of the circle, but I also only have one glass. So my commentary will be forthcoming. Again, a really smooth finish. On such a high alcohol. On such a high alcohol and How long heavily hopped. Um, about three weeks. That's it. Actually, yeah. From start to finish, three week mm-hmm. fermentation all the way through. Wow. We actually this beer, um, we brewed it for Hopgeist for Rheingeist Hopgeist. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. It's fine. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really wonderful. The silence and, is a good sign. And you yeah. gotta be careful. You, gotta be I was, you guys are worrying yeah. me a little bit. I, I yeah. did mine. It's like eating. <laughs> when it's silent, everyone likes the food. You gotta, also, I, you gotta be careful with stuff like this. Un, unrelated to the cellar dweller, but I was just checking in Jackie O's white apparition on Untapped, um, and it pops up on Untapped as a red ale slash American amber. So right. kind I don't of know if that's makes sense. It's a coffee red. Just in case anybody got confused mm-hmm. that it might be a blonde. <laughs> what do we what do we have in this hop what do we have in this hop wise? This is a Magnum Pearl Centennial Chinook and Columbus. Mm. I'm I'm a big fan of the dank the dank the dank aromas and flavors. Right. With the more piney like stuff. Like little kitties, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like he would love corporate chaos. A little catness there for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As we're all drinking at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we always need somebody to do play-by-play while we're It's drinking. the internet. We can do what we want. <laughs> it's your show. Listen to us drink. Fantastic stuff. Really, all all three are really, were, that we tried right here, were really, were really solid, different, unique. Um, it's, it's interesting putting these two... Back-to-back. Whatever you call them, back-to-back. The, our, the Jackie our, O's and the Rheingeist. It's, yes. To show the two different takes on it. Because, yeah, they are like <clears throat> night and day almost. I mean, maybe not quite as night and day as a real stout versus. Right. But, well, I feel yeah. now that Jackie is maybe looking at that beer a little different than we were yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's <clears throat> the thing with all those golden stouts is there is there is no actual classification for it. And it's up to complete interpretation. Well, the old firehouse out in Williamsburg this, um, this summer did a um, – what was it called? The high rise, I think. It was yeah. their their code three with coffee in it, and that's kind of mm. what not as much alcohol as this. But that was a solid beer. Um, it, I enjoyed that beer. Kind of that. It's the same style to me as what this is, just without kind of some of that coffee hmm. or that um, chocolate. I mean, hmm. but to me, it's it's the same style. <coughs> All right, from the beer fridge. That's was that was that was that. From the beer fridge. <laughs> We'll be right back. Uh, we're going to have a lot more with our brewers uh, 
Eric Bosler from Darkness in uh, in Bellevue, Steve Shaw from uh, Cellar Dweller in Morrow, and Sean Willingham from Municipal in Hamilton. Right after this, you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi everybody, Mike Cisneros here, and as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do. The finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches, using just three additional natural ingredients, peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour. So you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, they're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 18 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymount, and Oak Hill school districts. Brewhouse Dog Bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with the red dog bone at some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company, Listerman Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg, and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brewhouse in your tap room or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Success for Braxton to me, uh, sustained, sustained smart growth, number one. Uh, we will grow um, to be Cincinnati's beer is kind of our goal, and uh, but do it in a smart way so that we're not just you know piling on the tanks, increasing production without kind of watching quality. We will not send a subpar batch of beer out of our facility. We've said it way back before we ever did our Kickstarter video. We still say it now. Um, that that's number one: uh, quality control, sustained growth, uh, and you know a few GABF medals won't hurt yeah, either. I loved it. The, the competition side of things, homebrewing-wise, was, was always one of the more fun parts. I can't wait to get into it uh, on the professional level as well. One time, it tasted uh, okay. Josh threw a, Didn't a, taste a blanket over his head, and he got really scared because he thought the world around him stopped. <laughs> we had to reassure him. Even though he couldn't see it, it was still here. <laughs> so he, t- he took that blanket off, and what do you know? A couple of our great brewers that we've had here on Cincy Brewcast, uh, uh, Evan Rouse and uh, Brett Holman-Baker, and real friends of the show. And we've got uh, three, we've got uh, two very nice, very wonderful friends of the show in uh, Eric and in Sean Willingham and a brand new friend tonight in Steve Sean. We really appreciate you guys joining us again for our second show uh, with you guys. And... um, uh, you, you in the break you were talking uh, Eric about the about the I guess the sours and and sort of those beers and mm-hmm. where, where that's going and what you know it, it it's become a big vogue of course I, yeah. I played uh, Brett there and, and and they're doing the wild and sour beers at uh, at urban artifact wild and, and, and do, yeah. doing it wild well, and tart get yourself beers. In well you know uh, <laughs> he, he understands what I'm trying to say yeah. uh, and 
been quite successful with it and have had some really really outstanding stuff come out of there. Yes, they have. Uh, and 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 so is, I I think there was some talk, you know, not you know not too long ago about that was going to be the next. You know, the next, the next IPA. IPA was going to be the yeah. sour or the tart beers. You know, what's, what what's kind of your guys' take on that? Uh, big shoulder shrug on that one. I mean, I, it, I don't know. It, 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 I, was, I never would have guessed, 10 years ago, I never would have guessed that sours would have even been in, in any bar or in restaurant. A, in a conversation even, right? Yeah, let alone to a point of popularity where they are, where... You know, even even in our area, they're doing sour fests. And you know, well, the specific... fact that you can walk into Kroger and there's yeah. Divergent on exactly. the shelves of every Kroger exactly. in Cincinnati is insane to me. Exactly. Well, I think and... it's because people are making them approachable now. Because right. I mean, so many of those like old like mm-hmm. like European sour yep. styles are so in your face that. Well, and it's... beyond that, they're what fifteen, eighteen dollars a bottle. Right, and... and the fact that a lot of breweries have been able to make them more approachable to people, that people are like, oh. I've tried a sour maybe 10 years ago that mm-hmm. was, you know, and it, I didn't like it, but that's slightly less tart and a little bit further away from um, what people traditionally consider a sour, like when they think of sour. So. Well, and it also helps to bridge that gap between beer and wine. Yeah. So a lot of the wine drinkers, which we kind of mentioned earlier, uh, sort of in passing, it uh, there's like at our brewery, we're not, we're just beer. We don't have the luxury of being able to sell wine or alcohol. So, uh, like right now, it's you know cider would be give you kind of the the other draw to get you know because the husbands want the beer, the wives. I know I'm being generalized here. But oh. <laughs> oh, <look> out, <laughs> I wanted to stop back for just you a second. A couple of uh, wives over here. Know, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, uh, I know. My you know, wife is one too. She, she, she loves wine, down. but yeah. you know she loves wine. But yeah. you know the beer is there too. So. We're one of those facilities we can watch that when they come in the yeah. front door mm-hmm. and. Um, that was one of the things my brother-in-law was most amazed about when they were coming in. A lot of the women were going for the beer, you know, uh, and uh, getting those big beers, and he was amazed. It was so well, beer so tastes it, good now. in that in that sort of vein in the argu- in the in the in the discussion uh, we pulled another one from Cellar Dweller, and this really is almost in a sense where the rubber meets the road for you guys. This the this uh, uh, this goes that you've brought us. Yeah, this blueberry good. goza that you brought us from uh, from cellar dweller. Tell us about it. Um, it's a um, lactic soured. It's a goza with um, we fresh blueberries. Um, th- this beer we, we it's a one time. It's a one off. You know we're gonna brew it one time. We're done. Mm-hmm. So um, did you? Uh, I haven't even tasted it yet. Is it sour mash? I'm guessing or no, it's lactic. Salt lacto. Yeah. Okay. Salty, like the goes, like the goza, goes, goza, goza, goza. goza. Oh uh, yeah, it's supp- supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Mm, that's about perfect. It's about as salty as you get without being too salty. I like yeah. that a lot. Well, and it's not you know slappy. I like it sour. You know, it's, <laughs> there, 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 there are a few gozas out there that just kind of real tart. Yeah, this one's not. It's not yeah. You know, I, in my opinion, it's not supposed to be. The tartness almost um, replaces the. Uh, it makes it taste like a fresh blueberry. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of. I tend to not like blueberry beers because a lot of them taste so artificial. Mm-hmm. But this tastes like an actual blueberry, and mm-hmm. I like that. Real blueberries. Puree. Awesome. Awesome. And something, as we discussed, that would appeal to both a wine drinker and a beer drinker at the same time. And I really like this. I'm not a huge fan of the style, but I do like this. I could drink this all day. I think it's um it's a style that nobody really, you know, 
we get a lot of people coming into our tap room that like, well, what is it? You know, they have, mm -hmm. and they're afraid of it. You know, we try to tell them and as soon as you tell them, you know, salt, salt and sour, sour sweet yeah. fruit, they're like, they just look at you like you have four heads. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and you get those people that once they try it, they're kind of like, Oh, I get it now. Mm -hmm. I, I, I see what you're saying. Well, cause it's kind of one of those things that it's like when you hear all the components that go into it, you're kind of like, when you first hear it, you're like, that doesn't sound good at all. Yeah. But like yeah. somehow magically it works. And I've been kind of a voice of this. I've this not is, been a big fan of these, but this is phenomenal. This is probably one of the, my favorite beers right now. That I've, it's, I love the color on it too. Almost yeah. a almost a pink. Yeah. Boy, and you can really when you get just a little bit down in the bottom of because we use the the flight glasses here on Cincy Brewcast. But when you get right down to the bottom, and you let that whole thing fill with that aroma it's just got that blueberry aroma yeah, there's no uh, so you fantastic you don't smell the, yeah. the acid well, yeah no it's, it's all fruit when you get mm -hmm. down when you get it right down in the, and just get it in the bottom get just a little bit of it in the bottom of the glass hmm. i might actually have another little sip of that Terrific. Yeah, i that's... think you should i think we... i'll definitely take more <laughs> i may have converted sean <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. I, I have to say um he can keep we're, working on me on those Belgians. And there you go. <laughs> hey, sounds like a plan, actually. I like the idea. Yeah. Is there anything you guys would like to see uh, in the in the Cincinnati craft beer community? Is there anything that you would like to see happen that's not happening? Is there stuff that you see happening that maybe you're not such a big fan of? Uh, and, and it's just a general question. Answer it if you want. You know, it may be a loaded question to a certain extent. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to find it personally it, it, the the journey of opening a brewery has changed my outlook on I, I find it hard to find a lot of negative stuff to say and you know at first I thought it was oh well I don't want people to say stuff bad about me etc cetera, etc cetera. but the, the more I the more I go out the more I drink the more I taste the more I try <laughs> things I, I don't find a lot of bad beer I might find stuff I don't really like but it's nothing against the quality of the beer or the beer maker it's just not for it's, me yeah and uh and so yeah like to find negatives I have to really think and then it's just gonna be you know nitpicking and it, not even really not nothing big I, nothing comes to mind that's an issue I only thing I can say is more case keep on coming and Let's, maybe we can make it happen faster, but that's mm -hmm. not our fault. That's the powers that be's fault. I'm, My I'm, biggest cu I'm curious. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step oh, in You're there. fine. I, I, what kind of reception have you guys with Darkness had with with the community as a whole? Have people been welcoming like that? Yes. Or have you had people that just kind of ignore you? Is it, I mean, is no, it a little bit of where, both? Where we are, especially if you're talking like true locally where we are located, it's uh, this first off the city of Bellevue is if I ever would pick i gotta give them a shout out because right. they've i mean they've already bent over backwards for us at least three times i can think of where you know changing zoning making things happen so we can exist the way we want um it's just uh uh the city the people we get people walking now that we're doing a lot more construction we're there a lot more and it's every single day somebody's stopping in poking their head Not, in, knocking on the door <laughs> seeing what's going on and when are you guys going to open because you know we're, our plans were to be open by now we've, we've had a couple of those questions yeah. tonight on periscope too and, and uh it's uh it's a situation of uh, the yeah so far it seems like the community is really really excited for us to be there um really because it, it, there's there's eight ball um and and actually believe it or not a lot of people don't know that's back there in the back of the party right. source 
Uh, and then the next closest thing would be the Hofferhaus or Braxton, which if you're talking about walking, you know, it's not, it, they're not close. So uh, anyways, that would be, our reception has been great. Right. Yeah. Guys, it, it, uh, Sean, are they, are they poking their head in the door over at, uh, at Municipal or? Their doors are really big. It's hard to poke your head. No one's apparently tried. Yeah. Um, so I wish I, I could have to give a that. shout out to the city of Hamilton themselves. Um, the city manager, uh, Josh Smith, has been phenomenal with us. Uh, the whole city council has been great to us. And it's a little bit you – know, don't mean to interrupt again, but that's oh. a little bit different because Bellevue is a small town and Hamilton's a, a pretty big damn city. Yeah, I we're, mean, we're point nine square miles. Yeah, so. so. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, well, yeah. Hamilton's much bigger than that. Yeah. Uh, I think Morrow's bigger than that. Really? <laughs> uh, I mean, we know we're surrounded by Newport and Dayton. Hey, look, and you, know, Thomas, we're, you yeah. know, we're not we're not in a contest here, you know. No. Yeah. Well, that's why we're so good because we're so small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and again, the the city's been phenomenal to us. Um, they have been bending over backwards to us. Yeah, we're getting a lot of questions being raised. Hey, well. This seems like the longest project in the man history of, of stuff. I'm like, well, have you tried to open a brewery? Uh, so, I'm with you. Yeah, uh, you know, it's funding. It's it's getting over the, the red tape of financials mm-hmm. and you know, even just permits and whatnot. Codes. So codes. Mm-hmm. It's been a it's been a long. I've been at this going on two years now. So uh, it's taken me a little while to get this over. But the city, the following has been great. We do get you know the demos finished and you know we're people are like looking at us and hey what's when are y'all going to be open y'all going to be open for the first year or for Christmas can we have a Christmas party here we, yeah no not yet <laughs> wow I, so, I mean but that's we've had the same question depends do you have parties. a sledgehammer <laughs> yeah. yeah so but on the industry itself the the Cincinnati industry guys I literally I can call up anybody in the industry here in the Cincinnati. Uh, um, brewing network, brewing network yeah. area, uh, and ask a question. And don't think I haven't. I mean, there's a shout out to Mad Tree. Them. Shout out to Mad Tree and Scott at Blank Slate, uh, Steve obviously. And I'll call them up and they'll give me a direct answer and say, "Hey, come on down. I'll show you this, show you that, and do that kind of stuff." So the industry itself, we're a huge partnership because there's enough. There's enough shelf space for us, and there's enough there out there. Uh, is there competition between us? Everybody says to say no, not really, but yeah, there is. There's competition. There's going to be competition. 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 <laughs> uh, sorry, I've been it's all the salt. Sean's joining us after a long day, a long day at, at work, so uh, we, we, we give him a break. Yes, but yeah, there is a little competition, and. Um, but that's good for us. Friendly competition. Very not friendly. Say, that's, that's what I was wondering. I, yeah, yeah. I wanted to touch on it because I, you know, I feel I, that I mean there is there's competition in that that jab in the side or, but I really like you were saying I don't think it's cutthroat. It's not I, like I, we're going to go out and bash the other. I or, think my competition is make a better goes of this. You know, just there you go. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, size. Um, you know, we, we made a joke about yeah, size I was before. That myself. Um, uh, in talking about the cities, but but is the Nano Brewery on the rise? I I, I don't know. 
Steve, what do you guys consider yourselves? I, I, I find it difficult that a, be, that a company that's going to do a fairly wide distribution that does a package that has uh, a, that distributes kegs that has their own tap room that has ten or more taps on at a time necessarily be considered a nano brewery. I would. But your system, it, 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 I guess it's part. And then there's a definition of if the system is a certain size, it's a nano. If it's larger, I, you know, so. Um, so what are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, well uh, we're a seven barrel system. Um, depends on the beer we're brewing. Just depends on what we, you know, we can put out there. But um, you know, micro, nano. You know, what, where, what's the it's, numbers? I don't know. I, I, I don't either. I know by by. Does it matter? Definition. There is no nano brewery. Does size matter? It's not a real. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't get a nine, nano brewery license. Yeah. At least yes, it does. <laughs> I feel like there's yeah. a joke in there, but I, I don't yeah. know if that's able to say at the moment. Yeah. Does I mean? Does the mat the size of your mash done really matter? I mean, it's yeah. I, I, it's, <laughs> no, it's not the, the size of the mash done. It's the diameter. <laughs> that's the motion in that. You're right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's how, that's how it, often it's, you stir it's it. It's the motion of Boy, the mash. I think, I think there we just are. There are. Cuts galore in this, by the way, guys. So this is I'm mark trying to mark all of these. We'll, we'll, I'm going to be here for an hour making liners out, out of this show, because um, uh, you guys were talking in the break between that we did between shows about, and and I think we touched on on the last show too. Be you know that that a few blocks even this will separate several breweries and it will be so ultra local mm-hmm. that people literally will have beer that is made within steps of their door i'm yeah. fortunate enough here up at, up at mount, mount carmel. carmel we're fortunate to be a stone's throw from mount carmel here from the cincy brewcast studios and that can only be a good thing for the beer drinker in mm-hmm. in cincinnati or anywhere really I, mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I mean, I think the biggest, the hurdle in it is, you know, when you, when people go out and try beers, you know, and Sean and I have had this conversation a thousand times, you know, when you go out and try a beer from a brewery and you don't like that beer, don't knock that brewery. Exactly. You know, that brewery has 10, five, six, whatever. They've mm-hmm. got more beers. You know, um, I know me and the, with the gnome and I talked about this last, last week at our place. Um, just you know don't don't knock a beer because you don't like it you know try that brewery try their beers and look at them as a whole um you know not not everybody's gonna like a beer that we make not everybody's but judge that beer for what it is not for your palate i've even gone to a place Mm -hmm. and not liked it gone back in a month and liked it same beer you know what I mean? Just yeah, and I that mean, was that was me and my palate that day. Me as a brewer too. You know, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm self taught. I mean, 100 percent self taught. I've read everything I could read. I've asked every yeah. stupid question that could be asked. Um, you know, when when I was first coming up, my my two biggest guys to call was Kevin Moreland and Scott LaFollette. You know, and mm-hmm. used to, I used to always tease Scott. You know, about whether he was screening my phone calls or not. But you know, those guys <laughs> were always. He actually told me you were. He was. He probably was. <laughs> I'm just joking. You know how Scott is. He's going to tell you the truth, no yeah. matter what. Um, he that was like our favorite thing about having him on the show. He was like, no holds Scott's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, I like that. And, you know, just give everybody a shot. You know, don't don't just because, or don't badmouth them for one beer. Mm-hmm. Give them multiple tries. Give them, um, you know, try their lineup. Just like we were just talking about Rheingeist. Same kind of, same exact example. 
you like this one, not that one. It's not Ryan Guy's fault that you don't like pale ale. It's not their example. fault. It's yeah. you know, it's um, it's just not. Yeah. It's just try their lineup. You know, mm-hmm. judge them for a brewery, not their beers, not or not their beer. Beer, exactly yeah. singular. Yeah. Well, and then we've had another uh, sort of couple of things that have come up in the in the past couple of shows. One of them is that that as and especially Steve, this is for you, as your beer gets into distro and it gets farther away from the brewery and i think you mentioned it in the last show uh, about the way it's being handled the way it's being presented the way it's being sold and there are people that are going to brewery or going to uh local restaurants and who thank goodness a, a place that wouldn't normally be known to carry craft beer is carrying a local craft beer but they're being told it's one style when it's not that style. And so, and, and we got in a discussion, uh, Noam and I last week, I don't know if it was on the show or if, if we were, we, if it was, if it was our post show that we, that we, t- when we sit and talk, but, um, drinking time, yeah, drink the drinking time, uh, <laughs> with the, um, uh, as far as, you know, the responsibility of who, who it is that needs to be telling these, bartenders and these servers and so mm. forth what the beer is and how it should be handled and 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 um, i thought it was the distributors but Noam tells me no it's it's, it's the brewer's problem isn't it yeah 100 percent. i mean it's if um a beer don't go out there and it's not represented right it's my fault for not letting the, the distributor know what that beer is how that beer should be served you know what the beer styles are um you know and then once it gets to the bar also you know it's it's you know, it's my job to let the distributor know, but it's also the job of the distributor to let the bar know. Mm-hmm. Or, the you know, a prime example, you know, and I'm going to give a shout-out to somebody here on this because they deserve it. Um, one of our loyal customers, I mean, they buy beer from us all the time, the Growler Stop. Um, this past week, we had a keg of beer that got delivered to them that was mismarked. Um, you know, and I don't know, Sean's been in our brewery, Sean's kegged our beer, Sean's worked there. It's very hard in our brewery to mismark a keg because we keg one beer a day. It's not like we're kegging multiples. Um, you know, they were supposed to get the Hopewells and they, they got our brown ale. Um, but the, but the guy from the growler stop calls our brewery and says, Hey, I got a keg of beer here. that was supposed to be Hopewells. It's definitely not Hopewells. If I take a picture of it and send it to you, could you probably tell me what it is? Uh-huh. You know, that was an educated, you know, they were educated there and knew yeah. that when they tapped that keg, it wasn't, it wasn't what it should have been. Uh-huh. And I give those, <laughs> I give that, that establishment credit on that. Um, you know, a lot of other places, they would have tapped that keg and, and called it a stout, and, it a stout we'll and served it. And, and, and then, then when it was served wrong, it was my fault as a brewery because that beer was bad because it was the worst stout they'd ever had. Yeah. So I give the Growler Stop credit on that because they, they called, they tried to find out, and they fixed it. And we need to step up as drinkers, too. We know what we're drinking. If you, if you walk into a restaurant like that and you get a, a Hopewell Stout and it's not a Hopewell Stout and you can't make any headway with your server the bartender whoever it is send an email to the brewery tell them say hey i was here and i tried this and it just it Uh wasn't what it's been before it's not what it's supposed to be and they'll you know they'll take it up on there and figure i as a brewer will jump through hoops to make things right if you get one of my beers and it wasn't right i will jump through hoops to fix that you know we had a um a barley wine we released a year or so ago and we had some capping issues which is actually still good right now um you know about half of the batch was good and about half the batch was flat 
we were getting feedback back on untapped and stuff, you know, and I went out and tried to fix that. You know, we had some people really bash us on, on untapped, you know, and those people, I, I was we're like going offering, to that conversation. No, next. but I was offering, you know, <laughs> I will replace it. You know, just, I will send it to you. I will take care of it. I'll meet you somewhere. We'll replace that bottle of beer. Well, but it, it, it's, it, and, and no, hold your thought. It, it's, it, it's critical though for people to, be told the right information because if somebody goes to bar x and they get a beer from brewery x and they're told it's an ipa and it's not an ipa and then they go to brewery y and they say oh this is really great then they go to brewery y and get an ipa and they're served ipa z and it tastes nothing like the one that they got at restaurant you know q they're not. Just they are. They're gonna, <laughs> they are going to be. It's like math. They are going to. And then they will say, "Well, I, IPAs suck." Well, that's kind or, of what I was thinking. Like you know, as far as Gnome's comparison of like you know, this is should be Hopewell and it's not. Email your brewery. That's fine. But if you don't know what it's supposed to taste like in the first place, right. and you're relying and there's so on the many knowledge people that are getting your, into craft beer, right? And yeah. you're relying on the knowledge of your bartender, your server, you know, whoever is like your liaison between you and this beer, um, the restaurant or bar in general, then it's it really is kind of a dangerous slope for people to make assumptions about the brewery or the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the style in general or, you know, whatever it may be. And um, so, yeah, that, I mean, it's it's hugely important for and, things to be accurate. Well, and, and, can, and Periscope's making a really good point that you will never be able to educate everybody. 100% of the people that are I serving I was just going to say, as a, as no, a bar I manager, I, I can't tell you how many times servers, you, you tell them what it is, they write it down, they, they, don't, they don't like beer, they don't know anything about beer, right. they're just there for a job. They write it down, you do everything you can to teach them about it, and then I still hear them telling tables the wrong name, the wrong style, um, something just as an example, like if it's an apricot IPA, they're going to go to the table and say it's an apricot beer. So what do you think when you hear apricot beer? You don't right. think IPA, you right. think sweet. And so things like that happen all the time. And, but I, I also uh, think that the consumer has come a long way in their, their education because that's basically got us where we're at now. Yeah, And, and I yeah. do think no. it is our responsibility as consumers if you've got a friend that's getting into craft beer and it's their first time trying, kind of take them to a brewery, talk to them, yeah, like teach, teach, teach each mm-hmm. other, like push this further than what yeah. it is now. And that will, that will only help stuff. I agree that the consumer has gone a long way in the last five, 10, mm-hmm. 15 years. I mean, the consumer. And, which has definitely challenged us yeah. because they know. They know the they good, they know the bad. Exactly. <laughs> the more they learn, the harder it gets. I imagine it would be yeah. an albatross sometimes yeah. where people come up to you and you're like, well, this doesn't taste anything like well, I, I, like I, X's beer did. Well, yeah, honestly, yeah, to tell you yeah. the truth, and, and again, I am, again, I've been in the industry with Steve, but. This is a poor use of fuggles. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to tell that you. That might be your first liner. <laughs> <laughs> he is writing Let me a write note it down, down right now. Four years of fuggles. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we come from a background we had with the winery for forty five years, and then bringing beer into it. You know, my nephew. I think you were at the the event we had, and my nephew comes up to Sean and I, and he's like, "Beer snobs are ten times worse than wine snobs." Oh, and yeah. it was just like absolutely. And, he, and I told him, I said, you know, it's just it's not the snob. It's just they're they're educated on the product, and and th- what they're looking for, they're going to tell you what they're looking for. But you know, there are those there are some beer drinkers that kind of you know 
drink to find something wrong with it. <laughs> no, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, true. True. And, <laughs> and, Those people and, stink. And, and that being said, we're going to take another short break, and then <laughs> we will that. come back and, 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 and talk about the beer, ju- the beer judging sites and the beer check-in sites, oh, not, oh. To, not to be unnamed. Uh, <laughs> untapped. <laughs> Steve <laughs> just made a grandiose right, motion. Right here <laughs> on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Crab. This is Brett Coleman Baker with Urban Artifact Brewing in Northside, Cincinnati. Hi, this is Evan Rouse from Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette from Blank Slate Brewing in Cincinnati. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hey, it's Mike, and I just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Cincy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, don't forget to download your choice of podcast app and follow us on your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, we are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast and be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. Plus, be on the lookout for show video and the new Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. You can also leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send an email to cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the Contact Us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast. We get to come in, we get to create beers that we want, and I get to drink at work. Mike Cisneros back with uh, the Naughty Gnome and Tina Cisneros on Cincy Brewcast. Uh, we're glad you're joining us uh, this evening or this afternoon or whenever you're listening to this uh, special podcast edition of Cincy Brewcast. Uh, before we continue, we would like to mention that uh, we are having our, our holiday extravaganza at Braxton Brewing on the 20th of December, 2015. We're going to have lots of local brewers, lots of prizes and gifts in a silent auction, and a uh, also raffle uh, to benefit uh, the St. Joseph's Orphanage. The time is it's ephemeral. We're not. We're, it's, it is in flux right now. We were originally going to do it at six. Then we thought about doing it at two, and then we're sort of in, in another situation now where we may not be able to do it at two either. So we are going to be uh, coming to to you with that information. Uh, as it comes available but mark your calendar we will at some point during the day on the 20th of december be having a holiday extravaganza at braxton brewing with prizes brewers and and a lot of the friends of cincy brewcast and and uh, we will be doing a show be live on periscope we will get that out to everybody in social media and also uh uh, our our uh, at, uh, Twitter at Cincy Brewcast, uh, Cincy Brewcast on Facebook. If you're one of those people that you like listening to Periscope, but you hate all the little hearts and stuff, I'm calling you out. Just go to the show. That's come right. see us. That's live right. Come see us live. It's more fun. You can get over it. It's more fun than you would think it is. No. 
Yeah. Especially no, we, this one. We've yes, got yes. Like, we've got games and we're gonna giveaways. Do, we're going to do and... games. We're going to have, uh, as I said, sign an auction. We're going to do some giveaways. We've I might read a great, poem. We've got some. You oh, might no. read. <laughs> might read a poem. We, we've got some great gifts already from some terrific uh, craft brewers here in Cincinnati. So it's it's it, we're going to have a good time. Santa might that, come. Santa might come. The only thing we're not entirely sure about is the time. So we will we will be bringing that to you as soon as we possibly can. Uh, and um, and and so just mark Let's it on your calendar. Let's tentatively say two o'clock. Well, we'll, sit, we'll, we'll tentatively, tentatively say two say p.m. 2 and then if it has to change, we'll change it. But uh, uh, and we'll have that all out to you uh, as soon as we possibly can. Uh, so thank you very much, uh, Eric Bosler from Darkness Brewing in uh, Bellevue, Kentucky. Uh, Steve Shaw from Cellar Dweller in Amara, Ohio, and uh, Sean Willingham from. Uh, Municipal Brew Works in Hamilton are joining us tonight uh, once again on this special edition of Cincy Brewcast. We'd like to also mention uh, Happy Holidays to everybody. We have the Cincy Brewcast Christmas tree uh, up in the corner of the Cincy Brewcast studio here. And uh, we're feeling very festive uh, at this time of the year. Um, But we're going to get a little funky and freaky here aren't we Ew. Well, i have well, no idea what well, you're talking we're ta- about well we well i did a little teaser leg. don't <laughs> you bang <laughs> i'm being i get accused uh, <laughs> Beavis. don't drop the soap beer <laughs> amateur amateur beer judging um the there's a difference between judging and judgmental. Judgmental. How about so amateur so judgmentalism? What, what are they? Ratebeer.com, untapped, um, beer advocate. Uh, what do brewers really think of those? They're great for craft beer. I think beer advocate, rate beer, untapped have have grown the popularity of the product. I don't think there's any question. Um, all right, well, I'll just start off this real fast. The whole untapped, <laughs> we just did it off the break, but uh, untapped, in the eyes of a lot of the users, it's a uh, ranking of beers or a way to check in that beer to say that I drank that, and uh, uh, it's either, this is a phenomenal beer for myself, or, yeah, eh, not so much for me. I just, I just don't like it. For well, you, for me, it's it's for a me. way to track what you're drinking. Right. It's that's. I mean, that's the only reason I I use but, it is because. But, yeah. So it also goes back to that brewery and kind of gives you that whole ranking scale. Oh, this is a great brewery versus a non-green brewery, and then you get those massive undertones. That can drive some people nuts. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like your own personal note system. And that's what then, people then really need to realize. published to everybody else. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that it has such the social aspect of it, too, is, I mean, honestly, I probably, on my untapped, and I'm not super religious with it. I'm trying to, like, be better about tracking whatever I drink. Um, I normally don't rate it. Like, very rarely do I put, like, commentary on it. But I'd say, like, out of all of the untapped friends I have, which I'm not sure of an exact number, but I, it's got to be over, like, 100, I only know, like, 10 of them in real life. So it's like, it's just a way for people to like, I don't know if maybe people want to like discover new beers or they want to. But your rating does not just go to the people you're friends with on Untapped. It goes to the brewery and it, it, it factors into this overall score for them. And if there's some person driving into Cincinnati who has this big, massive, I mean, it's not as big as some other cities, but it's, we've got a big beer scene. If I'm coming in and I'm here for one day, 
I, that's, that's if I go into a strange city that I, I pull up untapped, I pull up rate beer. I see where should I go? Where's the right brewery that I need to go here? And if they've gotten some shitty reviews from somebody, especially, you know, with you guys, when you're opening yeah. up, every review is important. Mm-hmm. Everything that pops up on there factors into that kind of stuff. But I think that generally as a whole in a situation like untapped, the people who kind of know what they're doing will outweigh the people who just want to be like naysayers or just like shitty people in general. We hope. Uh, Depends yeah, on the yeah. size of the brewery. And, well, and yeah, then, exactly. and then let's, you know, if you don't like stouts and something is too stouty for you, why are you rating <laughs> it low? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Word of the day. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, but you know, the, but that's what happens on untapped. You know, I've, I'm, I've been guilty of it with some stuff. I try to avoid it with local stuff, but, um, if if I don't like a beer, I don't like it. Even if I just don't like that style, I you know if it's some kind of light American adjunct lager, it's gonna get a low rating from the get go. It might be the best one I've ever had, but it's not gonna give it a five. You know, mm-hmm. and that, should it? It probably should. I don't know. Yeah, it's, and I mean, I think tough. I think it's all about like user responsibility. If you don't like a beer because you don't like that particular style, you should say that and say because you don't have to rate them. You, like that's an that's also that's re- optional. Reading between know? the lines, I mean, yeah. There's more than just that site to go find out where local right. breweries right. are, and you know, personally, we always ask the people at the hotel. They usually give us a pretty good right, idea right, right, where right. to go no, in I, other I, cities, at least. I used right. to do a lot of traveling prior to me getting into brewing, and uh, the what I would just do is go to Google Maps and type in brewery, mm-hmm. and the pins would throw in, and I go, all right, which one's the closest? And I would just go there, yeah, and just to drink a beer. And then I would probably, if I had time, go to that one other one. And that's yep. what I would do at that point in time. And then, all right, cool. I've been mm-hmm. to this one. Here, I can kind of check this check off. That my off little, check that off. Yeah, yeah, cool. I've been to Phoenix Brewing in something Colorado. I, it's whatever. Yeah. It's awesome. What, right? is, I mean, what it's, is the solution to what I call the extremely successful failure of Untapped, though? Like, what? how do you fix this this, this system that's that's well, even even untaps a flawed system. It's it's you know everybody's going to end up with a mid three four range. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. Ever going to get five? Yeah, right. It doesn't matter. Um, but it's those, it, you know, and and that's also after you get so large. But like we were just talking before, like you know, darkness here when they first opened, those first five thousand reviews on Untapped mean a ton because mm-hmm. that's that's basing your mean number mm-hmm. and um when those first 5,000 reviews come in and, and you've got, you know, one out of every 10 reviews is somebody knocking a beer because it's too stouty. Yeah. That's going to hurt <laughs> your overall number. Well, it's like, I don't like dark beer. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, are right. they drinking IPA? Yeah. Oh, way too bitter. Or I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, never, I never, ever, ever decide whether I'm going to walk into a brewery or not. Based on what I read on fucking Untapped. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, that's what I'm saying. At Untapped's core. I don't either. But I've talked to people who, you know, you look at places, you know, and you guys, I don't know, fall into that category. But you look at a place like an Urban Artifact or something Mm -hmm. where they have kind of a strange idea that they're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, it's not bad. It's, I think their beer's phenomenal, but you're going to get a whole bunch of really shitty ratings yeah. on there well, from that, people who are people like, oh my God, like sour beer. what but is I, with all yeah. their beer? It's all, it's all sour. It's all weird. I don't like this. And that does affect, that, that affects something. Well, what I'm saying is that at its core, Untapped is a social media website. Yep. So I, 
do you think I'm going to vote for Donald Trump because somebody on Facebook told me to? Maybe. Like, you may not, <laughs> no. but I guarantee there is. But a- I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't take, I take everything on social media in general with a grain of salt, and that so is- people need to view Untapped as a social media, social networking mm-hmm. site. But that's and and sort of look at it the same way they would look at. Do you believe everything you read on Facebook? Do you believe everything you read on Twitter? And if you do. You're sort of out of touch with reality. But I mean, unfortunately, not, that's kind of well, the way this country works. And I'd mentioned at the break, it's it's like Yelp. To use a similar yeah. site, it's, uh, I mean, to the point where there's been a lot of satires made about Yelp because right. Yelp can make or break a restaurant regardless of the quality of the restaurant. If you don't like them, for personal reasons even, you can write whatever you want on Yelp. You can write whatever you want on well, all these sites. But there's and, also a lot of individuals yeah. out there just raking they have never been there and just ranking the beers and being are are up that kind of thing. Yeah, just, yeah. Or you get paid to rank the beers yeah. or rank the the restaurants. Does that, does that know, happen the on is, the uh, beer site as well? Oh yeah. Did we know, I mean, paid people. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, oh, I don't know about that. But you know that the old saying is, it, uh, it, you know, if yeah. you have a good experience, you're going to tell one person. Yep, if you have a bad mm-hmm. one, you'll if you have a 20. bad experience, you're going to tell twenty. Yeah. Right. And those twenty are going to tell forty, mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, it's. Yep. What do you this do? is nothing I mean, new. This nothing happens in the do. medical world so, all the time. So form your own yeah. opinions, people. Well, the service world in general. That's like <laughs> the day world. one of training. The people, that is the service yeah. world. The right. people who are listening to this show are not the ones that... No, I are not the I ones agree. that are going to make their decision based on an untapped Somebody rating. else's opinion. Yeah. It was like yeah. you know, another keynote to Scott LaFalle. I'll give him some credit. And he... You know, we were talking about this one day. He said, here, why don't I just give you a fork and you stab yourself in the hand every time you look at that app? And, like, <laughs> Have, and, and if you ever get on Scott's untapped profile, it very clearly says, <laughs> read all this at your own risk. I don't look don't through this. It. I don't touch it. I don't, I don't worry about it. This I don't care. Is, yeah, I, I, yeah. Don't, I don't care about this. Yeah. this you know, come try the beer. And that's, exactly. Those, that's all I care about is the person sitting in front of me drinking it, not somebody that's often... The internet land. You can look at somebody's know. face and tell them. I'm going to ask yeah, you this you could, question yeah. again in a year. You know yeah. that, right? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll be honest. You promise? Yeah. Yeah, I do promise. I do promise. Well, I think I, I, I got, I think it was BAS Beerman who sent it. I sent out a tweet last week. It said, uh, in connection with our, with our, um, bottle share the other night i said i drank lots of great beers last night and didn't post any on at untapped i'm sorry i'm not sorry hashtag uh, <laughs> and then i got an email back from some or a, 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 i think a reply to the to the tweet or something or something on twitter i think it was from uh bas beer man that said a friend of mine or somebody that somebody tagged me on untapped or somebody joined untapped and their first five beers were check-ins of american light loggers and they all got five stars i think they're trolling i think they're trolling me (laughs) so best budweiser ever <laughs> budweiser it's fresh in st louis yeah uh it's a local beer in st louis Listen, unless you get the one made in any other state Columbus <laughs> or argentina or brussels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh listen we're gonna come back we're gonna wrap things up uh, on cincy brewcast the voice of cincy craft with uh, sean willingham of municipal uh eric bosler of darkness and uh steve shaw from uh cellar dweller right after this you're listening to cincy brewcast the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. I'm with Rivertown Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Um, I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest harvester. They're all out there and, and 
They don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that crap and crap. But I, <laughs> I went back to my bud like, you don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Breakfast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Beef trust. Yes, my my great great yeah my great great grandmother uh, and her sisters were known around Mount Healthy as the Beef Trust. Why? <laughs> they were they were big women. <laughs> I think you should put the pumpkin in the window in August next year. <laughs> you know we do have. <laughs> If I could find them, I probably would. But we do have a southern exposure on the front, and they get really hot up there. <laughs> they start cooking themselves, so we, we, we have to move them back and forth. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> I, yeah, no. Mike Cisneros on uh, Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft, joined by uh, the, gnarly, the Gnarly Gnome from the thegnarlygnome.com, the man who is synonymous, well, anonymous. <laughs> Noam, good. <laughs> thanks for joining us again tonight. Of course. And uh, Tina Cisneros from uh, uh, from uh, anywhere, the Overlook Lodge, anywhere, anywhere and everywhere. Uh, thanks for joining us again on this uh, special edition of Cincy Brewcast. Uh, we are honored to be joined again by uh, Eric uh, Bosler from Darkness Brewing in Bellevue, Steve Shaw from Cellar Dweller in Morrow, and Sean Willingham of Municipal Brewing. Of course, Cellar Dweller is still uh, cr- is cranking. They are they are putting out beers right now. They've done uh, they've started a packaging. Tell us a little bit about the packaging again, uh, Steve. The, uh, the we didn't the, talk about it since last week. Pack- yeah, since <laughs> last week. Tell us again, real quick. Um, in ages. last week we dropped our uh, our Blondale Cellar Blues. Um, they're six pack, twelve ounce bottles. We've this week we are as of actually Friday. Um, Jeremiah, which is our IPA, it hit the uh, market, and then Thursday of this week, our distributors should be picking up our uh, Dits, which is our session session IPA. So those should start hitting the uh, retail outlets on Friday. And then you've been doing different bottles. You brought us some uh, of the uh, yeah, we do um, Hope, Hopewell's uh, milk milk stout, milk oatmeal stout, I guess. Or? Correct. We do. Um, we're doing runs now, ten barrel runs of twenty two ounce bombers. Our bombers of um, stouts. We got four stouts we're going to release this winter season. Uh, Hopewell's is the first. Um, it's our always our first seasonal winter stout of the year. Um, the next one we have is basically it's Hopewell's that we've infused with cherries and aged in four roses barrels. Nice, man, that sounds like that's going to be terrific. Um, and then we have our uh, eye opener, which is a uh, hazelnut coffee stout, and then um, daily grind, which is just a it's a coffee stout. All right, and just give us give us a real quick. Uh, on the hours and the and 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 some of the events and some stuff that might be going on over there right now. Yeah, um, we're open um, seven days a week. Um, the tap room's open seven days a week. We're open uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from eleven to six p.m. Uh, Thursday from eleven to eleven. Friday eleven to eleven. Saturday eleven to eleven. And Sunday we're open from one to seven. Um, we have weekly steak dinners um, on Friday and Saturdays. On Thursday nights we have a. Uh, live music and uh beer and food specials and we're going to we just did our first monthly uh beer dinner and we're going to start having those like i said they're going to be a monthly beer dinner um, with a different theme and a different food pairing for each each month and of course uh sales on everything you'll have the package stuff all your package stuff plus growlers correct uh 32 ounce and 64 ounce and you're a winery too and yeah. if you like wine, and we've been out there uh, all of us in our family we love the place and there's 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 gifts 
There's all the wines. There's wine glasses, beer glasses, wine gifts, wine mm-hmm. racks, all kinds of stuff like that. For uh, all of you so, mead fans. Yeah. I was just oh, yeah. Say so that about the, make, uh, yeah, the mead. They make a mean mead. Yes. <laughs> and we actually just did a dry mead and a uh, bourbon barrel aged mead. Oh, wow. Um, so the mead market is, we're, we're jumping that up a little bit. Uh, we have our yearly festival every year, which is always the first um, Friday, Saturday, and um, June. Um, that's always a good, fun two day event. So, and, and, and so yeah. Look and, us and, up, you know, on Facebook, Cellar Roller Craft Beers. And, and, and as I said uh, uh, last week, uh, it's a it's a nice ride out. It's not as far as you think it is, and uh, the, the the setting out there is beautiful, even in the winter time. I can't imagine. I guess it looks fantastic with snow on the ground out there. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just nice. it. so. And we're getting ready to plant a, um, a, a a pretty decent sized hop yard, which is going to be visible from the front of the brewery. Um, so it, you know, cool. Come check us out. It's a lot a lot going on. Ten Dark- minutes from Kings Island. That's why I try to tell everybody. Yeah. Right. 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 Darkness. Yeah. Coming online ish yeah uh, i'd say uh we're we're i'll say winter of winter so uh winter. not spring not spring but <laughs> yeah. winter uh we're hoping so, we're, we're if ish. as we all as we, yeah, as we all know there's so many things hurdles but assuming things don't go crazy <laughs> we're hoping sometime in january towards the end maybe the beginning and you're of you're it, it, it and uh, open up Probably like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, uh, yeah, hours. hours uh, or... The hours we've talked about now, uh, mainly because we are so small, we, we uh, we'd rather start off short and extend sure. hours. So I think we're going to start. Uh, we've talked about just doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, like maybe opening three or four o'clock in the afternoon, open up a little earlier on Sunday, and then from there we can you know add Thursday, Monday, etc. Down the road. The, the biggest thing we don't want to do is run out of beer. <laughs> have some of the yes. problems some of yes. the other small guys right. have right. had. Right. We're, right. we're just so small that it's we can only just make so much beer in right. a week. So, um, and I'm going to ask Sean the same question, but as always, uh, keep a track, keep track yeah. of thegnarlygnome.com. Uh, make sure you you follow him on Facebook at the Gnarly Gnome, right? Yeah. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Cincy Brewcast. We'll link you to all this stuff. We'll keep you up to date. And when you guys open, yeah. and when you guys open, yeah. we're gonna have you back because we're gonna we're gonna really want to talk about that, and, oh, yeah, and yeah. hopefully we'd like to get in. in we're gonna the, we're gonna post up at Cellar Dweller one of these weeks too for. Uh, yeah, we'd like to get in for a live program mm-hmm. with each one of you guys, and well, we I mean, really look, look forward to doing yeah, that. I mean, we've got the space at least at the at the brewery, uh, Darkness. That's. We the part of the space was because we are we are intentionally. You being, built us uh, a studio. <laughs> sort of. Thank you. Actually, in the there's a front room that we're just using for storage for now that used to be an office, and it actually is really it'd probably be a great studio. Yeah, well. So uh, we actually, if we were to come down, unless you wanted some kind of live thing at the bar, we'd probably do it in the front room anyways. Okay. Uh, it'd be better sound and privacy anyways. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, Sean, beat Sean, our beat our yeah. studio in darkness. <laughs> Everyone loves privacy. Oh, wow. I can get you a studio. <laughs> Actually, there's a sound system at TV Hamilton that's right beside us that we can hook up and get visual visual effects. So just so you know, right. not to outdo him, but yeah, there it is. Well, can't you do it in one of your helicopters? Oh, well, we may have a surprise. Helicopter <laughs> studio. Steve, you're going to need to do pyrotechnics. Really? I'm going to have to step up my game. We live really, our brewery's really close to like the Rossies and Kings Island. So, I mean, I think we could do that. There you go. For sure. 
just generally, uh, you know. Uh, uh, all right. So in general, yeah. I mean, I don't want you to commit hoping to anything. It, I, here, here, flat out, we're hoping to be open in uh, March, but you know, things can always change uh, related to build outs. So uh, equipment, equipment is actually pretty well done. So they're actually it's going to be in storage starting in January. So they're actually now waiting on us first. Versus the uh, vice versa deal. So hope to have my birthday party there, Sean. So oh, this, well, you know, yeah, April. We'll, we'll work that a out. Christmas we'll work party? I'm, I'm March 19th. <laughs> so. Yeah, can we have a Christmas party? Uh, uh, next so, Christmas. yeah. So we should be uh, March ish and uh, should be open, you know, like five five days a week, four o'clock until whatever. And, so. there, and there's lots of folks joining you guys, man. There's Streetside, Nine Giant, and, and Woodburn. Yeah, Woodburn. And, Nine and, Giant, uh, shout out to Pleasant Ridge. Yeah, Pleasant Ridge. Nine yeah, Giant, I can't, Pleasant I, Ridge. I, I go mean, by just, uh, Woodburn all the time, so I can't just that one. Absolutely, yeah, I like Chris. Just an absolutely incredible, incredible explosion in the Cincinnati craft brewing scene. And, and um, you guys are a part of it. Cincy Brewcast is so proud and happy to be a part of it. And, and, and it's just so, so, so very exciting here Over going to be over the next – uh, several several months and hopefully years. Decades. Uh, decades. Yeah, I decades, think it's going to be years at least, yeah. Um, final thoughts? Any more questions for these guys? Drink uh, local. Uh, drink local and, uh, and, and don't forget to uh, don't forget to patronize. I mean, patronize your local brewery um, and and make the I, I always tell people make the grand tour you know it's not that big of a deal to get in drive up to cellar dweller then drive back down you know just and take, take just be responsible week, on a weekend like you, if you want to go out on a weekend just take a step back you've been to X place 40 times already go somewhere you haven't been go to everybody before you start making your decision <laughs> that this is this is my place you know just try what's out there Cincinnati's a really fun city and everybody's doing lots of really good stuff as as we've shown tonight man everybody brought huge game tonight all you guys brought your a game it's all stuff that people are going to be absolutely should be falling all over themselves to drink uh and um and we're so happy you guys came tonight and shared it with us thanks so much guys happy holidays thanks for having go us. ahead uh just drink responsibly guys just drink yeah, responsibly i don't want to see you in the highways that's right that's right that's right because you see a lot of that so yeah drink responsibly don't drink and drive all that stuff because sean sees a lot of that uh in his other job as uh air care flight nurse uh anything else from you guys any other final thoughts any other uh there you go. It sounds terrific. Hey, cheers. You know, cheers if to everybody. If you good. check in your beer on Untappd, don't be a dick. There yeah, you go. yeah. So, uh, listen, thank you very much, guys. We appreciate you. Uh, thanks for joining us on this special edition of Cincy Brewcast. Tina Cisneros at the Overlook Lodge. Yep. Gnarly Gnome yep. at gnarlygnome.com. Absolutely. Lots of great stuff coming out of Gnarly Gnome this week. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us on Cincy Brewcast. My name is Mike Cisneros. You've been listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of, of Cincy, Cincy Craft. Craft. Cheers. Thank you again, Periscope. Uh, Periscope. We love Fantastic. you guys so much.